All right, a couple years back, I got into a conversation with an Australian tourist about the concept of patriotism in the United States. He could not wrap his head around the concept of how Americans who considered themselves to be patriots could have so little trust or belief in the United States government. He wondered how Americans could be so proud to be an American. How could they have flag bumper stickers on their trucks? How could they have U.S. flag tattoos on their bodies? Or how could they fly U.S. flags at their homes, but have no faith in government at all? Well, stick around. This is the question we are going to answer today. Welcome to the Upcoming Revolution Podcast, the most important podcast of our lives and times. I am your host, Kali. Here in this podcast, we discuss the who, what, where, why, and how of America's next civil uprising. All right, so back to my Australian friend. He struggled to understand how American patriots can be pro-country but anti-government. I explained to him that in the United States, what he's actually seeing is the difference between country and government. I explained that in the United States, those things are not the same. After speaking with him for a few minutes, I realized that he didn't see a difference between his country and his government. Coming from a country that didn't really have a revolution to free itself from British colonial rule, as the U.S. did, his tradition of queen and country are tied together. The Queen of England is also the Queen of Australia. Australian Royal Navy ships are commissioned as HMAS, or Her Majesty's Australian Ship. In the U.S., we do not have a similar mindset or tradition. Since we do not have a queen as monarch who owns our government, symbolic or otherwise, we do not say things equivalent to for queen and country. Can you imagine Americans suggesting an equivalent statement such as that? What about for government and country? Only the stupid and the sheepish Americans would say that. Well, we spoke for nearly 40 minutes. We discussed how a country is a nation, a national land, shared history, recognizable traditions, and a set of collective ideals. Country includes the hopes, the ideas, and the future of families. A country is why American parents are proud, or used to be proud anyway, when they sent their kids off into the U.S. military. At one point, we discussed government. I explained to him that Americans look at government merely as a system that exercises control over government. I described that the American government should not really concern itself with telling the average American individual how to live his life. Government is elected to do specific things to administer government. It is not elected to tell the American people what to do. The U.S. government is not a democracy, nor a dictatorship. It's not socialist or communist, and it's not a slave master. Americans are neither owned by the government, they're not its subjects, and they're not its slaves. The government is a system run by men, and those men are not the bosses of Americans, nor their masters. Not even the president is a king. He is the president of the U.S. government. He is not the president of all individual Americans. He is an executive who leads government. He is not sacred, nor is he always correct. He's a man, and generally, he's not even the smartest man in the room. 
Governments, by nature, despise the individual. That is, unless the government is a dictator, king, or the tyrant. The United States is exceptional in the sense that it was created on behalf of the individual. The Bill of Rights, our first laws in the United States, was established to protect the rights of the individual. Individual rights regularly clash with the goals and wishes of government. Governments always want to create rules and laws that apply to everyone equally. However, when an individual can deny a rule because he is an individual, laws, rules, and regulations cannot be effective if widely ignored. But why don't Americans trust government? Because they're smart. Government is and always shall be a necessary evil, nothing more and nothing less. It should be there to protect the individual rights of its citizens, and that is it. It is not there to ensure everyone's life is great or otherwise fun, nor is it there to take one group's property in order to give it to another group. By definition, government is force. If you ever question that government is force, ask yourself what would happen to you if you fail to do what the government wants you to do. Try not paying your taxes on property. Even if you own that property, the government will use force and seize it from you eventually. And given time, it will seize more property and destroy more liberties, and it will never create more property or give more liberty because neither are what it was set up to do. But as a test to see if government and country are two separate things, all you have to do is recognize that country can survive without a government, but a government can't survive without a country. Look at Sudan or Afghanistan as examples. They have both been declared failed states in recent decades, yet both countries still stand with recognized borders and citizens. Both governments only seem to be in conflict with themselves, and both countries have had governments fail repeatedly only to have new governments established to the person with the most guns backing him. For peace within a country, its citizens must recognize that governments are not sacred. Governments are neither always correct nor worthy of blind respect. They are merely the tools of men using force or the threat of force over other men. It is always in government's interest to foster the belief that governments and countries are the same things. Doing so allows them to justify any measure that they choose to maintain control over a country and its population. If people do not see a difference between the two, government can more easily identify threats against itself and neutralize those individuals deemed problematic. They can change rules to suit their will, even if that includes indefinite jailing or enslavement of others. So yes, governments must be warily scrutinized. Ludwig von Mises was an economist who explained force best when he said, Government is the last resort of the employment of armed men, of policemen, gendarmes, soldiers, prison guards, and hangmen. The essential feature of government is the enforcement of its decrees by beating, killing, and imprisoning. Those who are asking for more government interference are asking ultimately for more compulsion and less freedom. So to wrap it up, 
That Australian tourist conversation happened prior to COVID, and he was impressed that someone was able to explain it merely by teaching him that government and country are two separate things. But let's fast forward to today. In a time when the U.S. government is beginning to believe that it can force citizens to stay in their homes to avoid a virus, and then force them to take shots to live free lives, more and more Americans are beginning to understand that government poses a threat to their liberties and freedoms. They are beginning to recognize that the U.S. government will always want more power and control and has no intention to ever give that power and control up or restore constitutional rights that might be restricted in the process. Government hopes to decide how and when Americans can utilize their constitutional rights even though those rights are inalienable rights that are not given to humans by government and cannot, presumably, be taken by government. Government is a perpetual state of elections, administrations, and people transitioning into and out of government employment. Therefore, government is merely a collection of humans who believe their function in life is to control others. The reality is that country and government are on a collision course. This is because the Americans who would fight would die for country and given opportunity would gladly kill government. Alright, I make this podcast because I am a patriot, I fear tyranny, and I love freedom and liberty. If you are the same, leave me a question, suggestion, or comment. It all helps this podcast grow, and honestly at this point, every episode is getting better. I hope you stick with me so we can discuss, evaluate, and prepare for America's upcoming revolution. Keep the faith and prepare for the storm.